When, if ever, is it appropriate to get more direct, more um, assertive, or even more confrontational? in um, conversations about preborn children. Um, this is a, co a comment posted on our YouTube channel and that's what I'm going to tackle today. Stay tuned. Hi folks, welcome back to the Pro-Life Guys podcast, a show dedicated to equipping you with the tools that you need to have compassionate and compelling conversations about abortion so that together we can change minds, save lives, and transform our culture. My name is Cam, I am the host of the show, and we're doing something cool today. I've been asking for suggestions and ideas and thoughts and all that kind of stuff for a little while now, and I got one. I got a really cool, I've, I've had a few come in, a few that I'm doing a bunch of research on, um, but one came in on our most recent video um, submitted by c.j1276, um, asking the question that I mentioned off the top, when, if ever, do you think it's appropriate to take a more direct, assertive, or even confrontational approach in arguing on behalf of the unborn? Um, thank you a ton, first of all, for submitting the question. Thank you to everybody who has. I apologize to those who have um, that I haven't done episodes for yet. Um, Many of them I'm still doing some research on. I'm trying to get guests that can tie into the exact question, things like that. If you have asked a question that you have not seen an episode uh, related to it, uh, please do follow up again just to, to check in for where I am at on making that happen. Um, but that is really cool. I'm really excited to do this. And I would love to do more focuses on questions that you have coming up in your daily life, questions that um, you're interested in, whether it's apologetics, whether it's strategy, whether it's anything else. I'm very happy to do bonus episodes as well. We got a bunch of cool bonus episodes, Humans of the Pro-Life Movement, other kinds of talks coming out as well. And so I think this is a great question for a number of reasons, not only because it allows us to differentiate between a couple different kinds of conversations, but also it allows us to speak clarity into them. And so first first thing that I'm going to say off the top, um, the Life Guys podcast, myself, everyone connected with the podcast, our organization, um, we completely condemn all forms of abortion-related violence. And so I know that's not what this person is getting at, not when do you become violent with somebody um at least I hope, and I assume that that's not what they're getting at. Um, don't ever become violent with anybody for a couple of reasons. First of all, on a principle um, that we don't answer violence with violence. We get that abortion is a massive human rights violation. We need to do everything that we can to change hearts and minds. And we are encouraged by the fact that we are witnessing people change hearts and minds on this issue, that it is resulting in lives literally being saved. Um, but we're not going to resort to it because we don't fight fire with fire. We are not going to respond to violence, let alone non-violence with violence. We're not going to do that. That's the first principle. The second principle goes along with it of efficacy, right? That, that even if it was morally appropriate to violently lash out at somebody who disagrees with us, um, effectively, that would absolutely destroy the pro-life movement, unfortunately, right? You, you think about bubble zones across the country and all of these accusations of harassment outside of abortion clinics and whatnot, there hasn't, to my knowledge, been a single example, concrete example of when anybody has been harassed, let alone assaulted, by a pro-life person doing 40 Days for Life or any other kind of ministry. And yet, even with that, the absolute maelstrom of um, 
defensiveness and and all this kind of accusations and whatnot are are go on on and on without end. Just imagine what would happen if there was a concrete incident of incidents of violence or or harassment or anything like that. We would. It would set us back by years, if not decades, um, trying to live that down. Obviously, we are still trying to live down the violence that was perpetrated in the 80s and 90s around abortion facilities. And so, um, one, don't do it out of principle. Two, don't do it out of efficacy. Um, But I think that the question that they're trying to get at is what they've stated. When is it time to be more direct, assertive, or even confrontational? And I think that there's a few factors that can go into this because I absolutely think that there that we can get more direct. I, I know that a lot of the apologetics that I focus on are very, you might call them soft, you might call them caring or compassionate, or we're trying to understand people and we're trying to invite them and draw them towards um, a particular conclusion. I often think of kind of the three levels of being an ambassador of like, sometimes we're a shepherd. Sometimes we're simply trying to guide a docile um, conversationalist towards um, the the land of milk and honey, as it were, and draw them towards a better worldview. And that takes on the vibes of a shepherd. I'm gently trying to guide them, got my rod, got my staff, trying to guide them in conversation towards um, the end goal. But generally, I'm just using a staff. I'm not using a rod at all. Sometimes I feel like we we elevate from being a shepherd to being a little bit of a cowboy, where we are not dealing with docile sheep, but more um, difficult cows, and that you need to be a little bit more direct, a little bit more assertive with these, um, not, not the people are sheep or cows or anything else, um, but it, the, the imagery can be helpful in that like sometimes all we have to do is walk beside them and guide them the direction we're going. Sometimes we need to be more assertive. And sometimes I would say like, like you're a shepherd, you're a cowboy. At times you're a bullfighter. At times you are um, not only dealing with a very hostile um, um, conversationalist, but somebody that requires more than just gentle guidance to get to where you need them to go. So when does this happen? A couple factors that I want to walk through and then some examples on how we're going to do it. Um, One is going to be the nature of the relationship that you have with the person. And I think that it's a bit of a double-edged sword. The vast majority of conversations that I have are with people that I have no pre-existing relationship with. I'm talking to people on street corners and on doorsteps, and they have no idea who I am. And so in some ways, that there, there are pros and cons that go towards that versus talking to a friend or a family member. Right? When you're talking to a complete stranger, I... I don't have that initial rapport. I need to build a lot of rapport with the person I'm talking to by building common ground, by empathizing, by connecting, by seeking to understand, by needing to build up a bridge between me and them, that they understand that I'm not their adversary, but rather their companion. And so it takes a lot longer before I can be more direct, more assertive, more confrontational. I need to build that up in time because if I do that too quickly, the conversation is going to end. And it might end with a true statement. It might end with me being very direct or assertive on a true statement. But if they walk away and I haven't won them as the person to the pro-life worldview, then the likelihood of them changing their behavior or even their mind is greatly diminished, right? And so we have to invest far more and it's probably going to be a lot longer before we can get more direct. And 
I do think that it is appropriate to be direct, be assertive, be even confrontational um, at times in there. I, I might err on the side of not doing that because I'm a big softy. Um, but I think that at times, compared to some of my coworkers, I might come across as a bit of a, um, a, a harder person once that rapport is built, once I've forged some kind of connection, there's some people that I never get to that point with. There's some people that I feel like my interactions are on eggshells the entire time, that they're looking at their watch, they're looking at the bu um, the bus stop. They are so close to leaving that interaction that I am desperately trying to not push them over the edge of walking away. Because if I do, then it's going to have implications on preborn children, very likely. And so I might never get to that point, but if I have built solid um, rapport, then I am going to get more direct. I am going to get more assertive. And how this plays out in conversation is once I've been through the roadmap, especially twice or three times, I'm going to start reminding them of things that they've said. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You told me a couple minutes ago that you agreed this was a living member of the human family. Are we backtracking on that? Or did we, did we just forget about that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We already agreed that we as pro-lifers care. That's not fair to now jump towards you pro-lifers don't care about victims of, of this or that. We spent like 15 minutes talking about how much we care. And you understood, or you seem to understand and agree with that. What's going wrong? Help me understand what has changed. Because this was really, really moving in the right direction for a long time. Now it's not. And... Is it something I've said or is it something that you've realized or, or what has happened here that has thrown us off track? Um, I don't think that we're being secretive or um, deceptive in any way with our roadmap. I think that it's very clear the direction that we're going. We're trying to show them that yes, problems exist. We don't kill humans to solve problems. All humans have value. Therefore, abortion is a human rights violation. I don't think there's any secrets or um, deception in that. And so to say, we've been tracking along this road for however long, and I feel like we've been on the same page for a lot of it. Where are we going awry? Like, what what's going on here? Um, I spoke um, on our online crash course, and I'll have an episode coming out soon on speaking to post-abortive mothers and fathers. I'm going to do this after I've checked in and um, opened the door for if they've been impacted by abortion themselves. Because I definitely need to have that at the back of my mind that the reason why somebody might not be tracking may be because they're not willing to condemn the actions of themselves or somebody close to them uh, because of how so many people in today's day and age equate people with their actions and decisions. And so um, they might not be willing to do that because of that. We're in a walk through the roadmap, we're going to do some hard apologetics potentially and, and some empathy. But I, I do think that after you've built that, after you've checked off all of your boxes to make sure that you've got that rapport, that relationship with that individual, you can absolutely push more directly, more assertively, like, like no, 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 we have to answer this question of what is the difference between killing a born child and killing a preborn child? You have to be able to understand where I'm coming from, that, that this, if this is the same, then we cannot be approving abortions. But if it's different, you have to explain to me why it's different. I definitely think there's room for that, but you have to build that off of tremendous rapport. And that's why if that's dealing with a, a stranger, somebody that you don't have a pre-existing relationship with, um, that changes when you do have a pre-existing relationship. If you are talking to a, a friend, a family member, a coworker, 
you might be able to push harder and you might be able to push harder sooner based on your relationship with them. If you have a a fragile relationship with them regarding controversial issues, you might be best friends with them. Um, they're, maybe they're on your baseball team. Maybe they are a coworker. Maybe you get along really well with them when it comes to inventory or sports or something like that, but you've never really tested the water when it comes to social issues. You're going to have to build that rapport on the subject of social issues, whether it's abortion or something else. You're going to have to gauge where that relationship stands with regards to controversial things before you know how thick the ice is, how hard you can push on them and that relationship. If if I'm talking to my brother, I got a great relationship with my brother. My brother's pro-life, but if in theory I had this kind of relationship with my brother, but he was not pro-life, we've already got 33 years of rapport between him and I, based on my age, because he's two years older than me. Um, we've already got a ton of rapport. And I don't need to invest tremendously into like, okay, Jeremy, do you understand that I empathize with these situations? Like I might... I'm not going to cut out common ground entirely, but I might not need to invest quite so heavily into that rapport, into that common ground and rapport because that's already been built through our pre-existing relationship. And so I might be able to push him and be more assertive and more direct quicker based on that pre-existing relationship. That is something that you're going to have to discern, though, like I said, based on the relationship, not as a whole, but as it relates to social issues. Right. I'd like to think that I have a great relationship with everybody on my baseball team. I I get on really well. Uh, we have a lot of fun. We play a lot of ball. We have a great time. There's only a few guys on my baseball team that I know that I have strong rapport as it pertains to social issues. I know that um, my, my man Terry, um, I, I can push Terry hard on social issues because we've tested those waters and we've got a firm foundation. And I am not going to fracture or end a relationship if I push him hard on a social issue because we've got that. But I don't know that for everybody in my ball team. I don't know that. I know that Fuzz and um, Aaron and, and other guys in my ball team, like I've had really in-depth conversations about family and about other stuff, but I've never really tested the waters on some of these other hotter issues like abortion. They, they all know what I do for work. We've all had passing conversations, but I haven't tested the waters with everybody for what kind of relationship do we have when it pertains to those more sensitive issues. And if I don't have a strong foundation and I push too hard, then that's going to fracture things or might even end things, which with the scope of a baseball team might be really awkward. If if it's super awkward between me and one of my teammates, I, I am the the player, coach, manager, um, executive of my baseball team. I, I run the show. And if I fracture that relationship, then maybe that guy doesn't come back next year. Maybe that guy doesn't listen to me. Maybe that guy sends really bad um, components to the rest of the team. Maybe this is going to have a hostile impact on the rest of this environment to close doors for future conversations, not only with himself, but also with other teammates and other players. Maybe this destroys the baseball team, all that kind of thing. What is the value of a human life? But also what is um, the, the shockwaves of this interaction? And so when it comes to um, the issue, I think there's a few considerations, whether it's with somebody that you know or don't know. One is what is the nature of your relationship? Two 
is what is the urgency of the conversation? And three, what is the scope of the greater relationship and how does that impact the two previous? What do I mean by that? We've talked a lot about the nature of the relationship. How likely is it that you're going to have a follow-up opportunity? I talked to a lot of parents about how do they talk to their kids about abortion. And the first question I ask is, what other kinds of conversations with them do you have? And how do they engage with them? If you are regularly talking and debating religion and politics and all these other things, then I'm going to go down a particular road for how to coach you through how to maybe be more assertive and more direct and get to the core of the issue of abortion being a human rights violation more efficiently. And you're going to hammer on that a little bit harder than somebody who says like, my son hasn't talked to me for years. And every time I bring up religion, he hangs up. Okay. You're going to have a different conversation about abortion with him than if you had had a great relationship and you debate politics all the time. Um, And so what is the nature of your relationship? The stronger the relationship, the harder you can push, the sooner. Um, The weaker the relationship or the less rapport that you have, um, the more likely you are going to need to build that rapport. Doesn't mean that it's impossible. Doesn't mean that you'll never need, never be able to be assertive or direct. It just means that you need to build more rapport before you can get there. You need to build that foundation before you can push against it, kind of thing. Um, last one, um, uh, sorry, second one. So nature of relationship. Second is urgency. What is the urgency of this issue? That obviously I am going to be more urgent um, and push harder the more desperate the situation is. If I find out that a guy on my baseball team. Um, his his girlfriend or his wife is pregnant and is considering abortion, then I'm going to push incredibly hard. I'm going to be very direct. I'm, I'm still going to build in that direction. I'm still going to try to progress very appropriately and not push too hard too quickly. But if I know concretely that there is literally a human being on the line right here and right now, I am going to be willing and I'm urgently going to need to push harder than if this was a completely theoretical conversation with somebody that you know what, is just thinking about this in a complete abstract way. You might have different opportunities. You might be able to push differently with somebody who is not in the midst of a crisis pregnancy. You might be able to push harder on theories and principles than somebody who's in the the throes of things right then and there. But where you apply pressure, how you implement your directness and assertiveness is going to change based on who you're talking to. Um, I know that's very theoretical, but I hope that makes sense that if if I'm talking to somebody and we're having a beer after a game, I might push really hard because there's always a level of urgency. I don't know if and when that person might find themselves in a challenging pregnancy or in a position of influence around abortion. I'm still going to push and I might push hard in principles and practices based on, you know what, I... What do I have to lose here? I've got a strong foundation. I'm going to push them really hard because I know that they're not going through this right now. And they're able to to look at this from an outsider's perspective and from the bird's eye point of view and all that kind of stuff. They can be more critical and I can push them to be more critical, um, critically thinking of a situation, not being in the situation. But you know what? If that conversation shifts, if I, I need to pick up on the social norms of conversation. If if the person I'm talking to wants to stop talking about abortion and I don't have a pressing 
and present urgency to finish that conversation, then I'm probably going to abide by that social contract and just kind of move on. In the words of uh, Trent Horn, um, author of Persuasively Pro-Life, um, don't be weird. Know the pockets of time that you have, get as far as you can within that pocket of time, and then allow the conversation to flow naturally without pushing too far beyond what is arguably socially appropriate. Because if you go too far beyond, then that's going to compromise. You're, you're stealing from tomorrow if you push too hard today in some ways. And so push a little bit harder than you might think that you should. Go a little bit beyond that, but not too far beyond that. If there's a degree of urgency, if if one of my players on my baseball team says, like, my girlfriend is pregnant and um, I don't know what to do, then you might have to um, really step um, step on the gas and say, like, hey, like, I really don't think that we can move on quite yet. I don't think that we can talk about something different. Um, we really need to finish this because, like, you have to be able to appreciate the fact that literally – the life of your child or the life of that child um, is at risk. Last element that I got to do, because we got some maintenance guys here that have a question um, as well, but we are getting towards the end of this. The audience matters as well. I might push somebody a little bit further, Ben Shapiro-esque, if I know that there's an audience that is also consuming that. If I've built rapport and I'm going to push somebody for the sake of not only the person I'm talking to, but also the audience that I'm talking to, um, I might be more direct more assertive, even a little bit more confrontational there to get somebody backpedaling, to get somebody um, sputtering for the sake of the the greater audience behind them. So I hope that, that makes sense. I hope that answers your question. Please do follow up if you if you have further questions beyond that. Um, please like and subscribe to our show. We really appreciate it. It helps build the show, helps get the word out there. And so really, really appreciate all of that. And yeah, I pray the Lord will bless you abundantly wherever you're at however many hours are left in your day.